RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. The chief executive says mandatory universal testing for COVID will go ahead, but it's not a priority for now. A major hospital will be designated for COVID patients as efforts are stepped up to help the most vulnerable. And a Polish plan to send jets to Ukraine via a U.S. base is rejected by Washington. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the government is still planning the details of a compulsory mass testing exercise, but it's not a priority for now. She previously said that the SAR 7.4 million residents would have to take the tests three times this month. Speaking through an interpreter, Mrs. Lamb said the work would be timed for when it can achieve the best results. I wouldn't overlook the reality simply because I made a certain statements. Because the reality is to fight the epidemic and not to do as what the CE has said. While I can't say no, definitely here. But then if we are going to do it with the uh, time confirmed, we will certainly announce as early as possible so that the public can participate and can uh, anticipate what's going to happen during the period. Given that we don't have any time frame or specific date in mind, members of the public don't have to worry the disruptions to their daily lives. The CE says she will brief the media daily until the COVID situation eases. Mrs. Lam also announced that Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Yamate will be designated for people with COVID. Other patients will be transferred elsewhere as officials step up efforts to prioritize the most vulnerable. The hospital authority's chief executive is Tony Koh. Apologize for the glitch in the audio there. Mrs. Lamo said she'd also asked the central government to send medical personnel to staff COVID facilities, including those at Asia World Expo, Expo, North Atlanta Hospital, and the hospital under construction at the Lukma Chow Loop that will open next month. She says staff at care homes will live in hotels and use designated transport to help protect residents in what's known as a closed-loop arrangement. The Consumer Council says it had almost 50 complaints since January about rapid antigen kits, and it's calling on the public to take a cautious approach to buying COVID home tests. The Watchdog's chairman, Paul Lamb, says the government has provided a list of approved kits, but no regulations are in place for importing and selling the equipment. The system um, implemented uh, in Hong Kong um, is a voluntary system based on the medical device administrative control system. And this is a system that uh, we need to uh, work with uh, for the time being. So um, I would um, urge traders uh, to make best use of the existing system uh, in order to assist the consumers to identify goods or products which have fulfilled the government's uh, requirement. The watchdog has also launched a search engine on its website for consumers to find approved test kits. Police say they've arrested a 27-year-old man on suspicion of making social media posts, calling on people to bomb community testing centers and attack their staff. Superintendent Wilson Tam from the Cybersecurity and Technology Crime Bureau says the suspect is also alleged to have put others at risk after contracting COVID-19 himself. 
he has paid various visits to uh, different restaurants uh, during the period of his infection or being tested positive, which include a restaurant in Sun Po Kong, Wong Tai Sin, Diamond Hill, and uh, he has been to Mong Kok, Lankan Place, also. Separately, the police say two other men have been taken in on suspicion of urging people to spread COVID-19. University of Hong Kong researchers say their computer modeling indicates that between one and a half and two million people have been infected with COVID-19. Karen Greppen from HKU's School of Public Health said there were promising signs that the fifth wave has peaked and cases should come down to a reasonable level by mid-April. But Professor Greppen told RTHK that not much could be done to drive down the number of deaths. We shouldn't expect to be at the peak yet with regards to hospitalizations, severe cases and deaths. Those will come in the coming weeks. It is challenging at this point, I think, to be able to dramatically drive the number down. The primary reason, of course, is that you know a large number of the people who are going to get this already have it. So it's very difficult to undo that. I think there is some way of doing a better job at triaging patients coming into the hospital settings to make sure that we're only allocating resources towards the most severe cases. Authorities yesterday announced more than 30,000 infections and 160 deaths but said the situation appears to be stabilizing. The head of the Hong Kong Doctors' Union, Henry Leung, says some private clinics are declining to see COVID patients because they lack resources such as protective gear. Dr. Leung says such clinics also tend to be small and are often staffed by older doctors who worry that they might get infected. He says some doctors are seeing patients by video link and sending medication by courier. Some report running out of paracetamol. Locally contracted cases of COVID-19 are rising again in northeast China. The National Health Commission reported another 233 local infections today, up from 175 on Tuesday. Mike Weeks has the details. Jilin accounted for 94 of the new local cases. 59 were in Shandong, 17 in Shanxi, 12 in Tianjin, and Hebei and Jiangsu had 11 each. The rest of the infections were spread around nine other provinces and regions. There were also 104 imported COVID cases, 15 of them in Shanghai. The Health Commission said in its daily report that it had received reports on 399 asymptomatic cases on Tuesday, including 77 from outside the mainland. That raised the total number of COVID-19 cases so far confirmed on the mainland, both local and imported, to just over 111,850. The death toll since the virus first broke out in Wuhan in late 2019 now stands at 4,000 636. The United States has rejected an offer by Poland to send all of its Russian-made MiG-29 fighter jets to Ukraine via a U.S. air base in Germany. The Pentagon spokesman, John Kirby, said the prospect of the jets flying from an American base to airspace over Ukraine raised some serious concerns for the entire NATO alliance. The U.S. was caught off guard by Poland's offer, but the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Menendez, welcomed the Polish move. The one thing that we have heard consistently is a call for a no-fly zone. I understand the challenges of that. NATO and other countries not willing to engage in a direct conflict with Russia. Uh, But 
giving Ukrainians the wherewithal to fight over their own airspace and to be able to have some control over their airspace is clearly desirable. The United States, Britain, and the European Union have announced plans to target Russia's energy sector in retaliation for the military action in Ukraine. Washington has banned all imports of Russian oil and gas, and the U.K. also says it will phase out oil imports from Moscow by the end of the year. The EU, which gets about 40% of its gas from Russia, said it would cut its use of Russian gas by two-thirds over the same period. The Ukrainian Foreign, foreign Minister, Dmitry Kuleba, welcomed the announcement by Western countries, but urged the EU to do more. Unfortunately, the European Union is not able to follow suit at this point because some countries depend too much on Russian uh, oil and gas. We call on all European countries to abandon Russian oil and gas because it smells with blood, with blood of Ukrainians, Syrians, Georgians, and other nations where uh, Russia fights and kills civilians. Polls have opened in South Korea's presidential election after a tightly contested race dominated by smear campaigns between the two main candidates. It's a neck-and-neck race between the governing Democratic Party's candidate Lee Jae-myung and his conservative opposition rival Yoon Suk-wil of the People Power Party. The BBC's Laura Bicker is at a polling station in Seoul. What we have are two candidates who are poles apart, but neck and neck when it comes to this presidential campaign. Lee Jae-myung is the leading Liberal Party candidate, and he has got this domestic issue with regards to apartment prices. He says he's got to build affordable housing. But on the other side, you have Yoon, who's from the Conservative side, who's saying, well, hang on a second, I will also help you with apartment prices, and I will get rid of all the policies of Moon Jae-in. A jury in the United States has found a man guilty of all charges in the first criminal trial relating to last year's storming of Congress. Guy Reffitt from Texas was convicted of crimes, including taking a gun to Washington, interfering with police, and threatening his teenage children if they reported him to the authorities. His son, Jackson Reffitt, testified against his father after recording him boasting of his role in the insurrection. Outside court, Mr. Reffitt's wife, Nicole, condemned the U.S. Department of Justice, or the DOJ. Using, using my minor child as a pawn is uh, probably the most disgusting ploy I've ever seen. Um, unfortunately, we had to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, it just really opened my eyes up to the overreach of the DOJ and uh, the effect that it will have on the American people in the long run. As long as you allow this to continue, you are all in danger. A study says doctors may be able to spot the early signs of pancreatic cancer by testing stool samples. The BBC's Michelle Roberts has more detail. Pancreatic cancer often doesn't cause symptoms in the early stages. That means it's usually more advanced and harder to treat when it is found. Currently, fewer than 1 in 20 of those with the most common form, ductal adenocarcinoma, will survive for five years or more. Earlier detection could improve those odds. The researchers say they found a distinct pattern of gut bugs in stool samples that appears to be linked with the cancer. This microbial profile consistently identified patients with versus those without the disease in a trial involving 136 volunteers. In financial news, Cafe Pacific says it reduced its annual losses to $5.5 billion last year, 
down 75% on the previous year. It said exceptional cargo performance and cash control kept losses in check despite a fall in passenger numbers of more than 80%. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 20,321. That's 444 points down on the previous close. And in currencies... A short time ago, the U.S. dollar would buy you 115.84 yen. The euro stood at one U.S. dollar and nine cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 26 cents. In sport, an English football's Premier League matches will no longer be screened in Russia after a meeting of clubs in London. The BBC's senior football reporter Simon Stone has the details. All 20 clubs have met for four hours today, but I'm told there was just 15 minutes of discussion around the Russia situation and the broadcast of Premier League games into Russia will be suspended with immediate effect. So the four games that take place on Thursday will not be shown in Russia and neither will be the matches at the weekend. Liverpool are through to the Champions League quarterfinals despite losing 1-0 to Inter Milan at Anfield. That by virtue of a 2-1 aggregate score. Lataro Martinez's long-range strike gave the Italian champions the win. Despite the loss, though, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp was satisfied to have got through. If there was any kind of game we could have lost and could have afforded to lose, it was tonight uh, because the main target, obviously, of this competition is to get through. But it's not that I'm here, like, over the moon. Elsewhere, a first-half Robert Lewandowski hat-trick powered Bayern Munich to a 7-1 second-leg win over RB Salzburg. They go through 8-2 on aggregate. In the NFL, the Denver Broncos have reportedly acquired nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson in a blockbuster trade with Seattle. Multiple U.S. media reports say Denver will send a massive haul of players and draft picks to the Seahawks. The deal can't become official until the start of the new league year next week. The Broncos have missed the playoffs in the past six years. And in cricket, Johnny Barstow's sensational 100 rescued England after their new era began with a familiar batting collapse on day one of the first test against the West Indies. Barstow came in at 48-4 and hit 109 not out, his second ton in as many tests to steer England to 268 for six at the close. West Indies captain Jason Holder was impressed with Barstow's display. Yeah, it was an excellent innings. You know, I can't take anything away from him. Um, credit must go to Johnny. He played really well. I thought he allowed the ball to come to him early on in the innings. And then, you know, he put us under pressure. You know, when we were either too wide or too straight, you know, he, he capitalized. And that's, that's just the signs of a good player, you know, so well played Johnny. Elsewhere, Pakistan opener Imam Ulhaq scored a century in both innings as his side drew the first test of three-match home series against Australia. And just a quick look at the weather. Uh, it'll be fine, very dry in the afternoon. Next week will be a little bit more humid. The temperature right now, though, is 22 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity 40 degrees. And that's the news from RTHK.
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. Now, we're halfway through the working week, and that means we now have the exciting opportunity to open up JJ's Music Box after 1.30. Today, Jayang Javeri takes us to the United States as his featured artist is the one and only Ella Fitzgerald, the queen of jazz. After 2 p.m., Cruz McCallaghan is here for her weekly audio column, and her subject today is hope. And then after 2.30, I mark the 63rd birthday of the Barbie doll by looking into some of the interesting facts and figures on the birth and popularity of the doll. Did you have one? Did you? Did you? Well, I think I did. Or one, a copy of one, probably. But yes, I had one. (laughs) 